I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baskin and Phelps on a Friday morning. Daryl Ryder, Dan Menigan. No Baskin, no Phelps, sorry. Now the gentlemen are on assignment. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, we call it assignment. On assignment. Yes. Before we left off, the Browns right now are in the process of figuring out where they're going to play football the next 30 years or 15 years, depending on how things shake out. And there's a lot of rumors out there. But I'm here to tell you, nothing's been decided, first and foremost. And whatever's going to be decided is going to cost a lot of fun coupons. And I do mean a lot of money. We're not talking a couple hundred million dollars. I remember when the Cavaliers got together with the city and the county to get Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse upgraded, expanded, renovated, et cetera, right? People right. lost their minds because $70 million of public money went into that, right? Then the Guardians come, and they lay out their plan for the ballpark, they're going to get a couple hundred million in in public money. They themselves are putting in a sizable chunk of money as well. When it's all said and done, four hundred thirty-five million to extend the life of that ballpark. I got news for people. Mm-hmm. That's about to be the bargain of the century. Wow. In fact, that whole complex is still the bargain of the century. When you look at the landscape of ballparks, arenas and stadiums around the country, and I'm going to break all this down for you, but the Browns now, there's no discount coming. Got it with Gateway. There's not going to be a discount with the Browns, and it's not the Browns' fault. Costs are the costs. Yeah. Okay? So originally, first of all, the Browns have two avenues to go here. They can stay where they're at and try and modernize slash fix up slash redo everything that was done wrong between 1997 and 1999 when First Energy Stadium was built. Or they can move. Now, before y'all fire up the 216-578-0092 and freak out because I said Browns and move in the same sentence, I mean, like, move off the lake. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Within Northeast Ohio. Right. It is, they will not leave this area. Whether that is a spot downtown, which I don't know where they're going to find that, but if there, maybe there is another location downtown, 
if it's uh, in a suburb somewhere mm-hmm. or they do with something like the Cavs before they came back downtown and really go out <laughs> further in, than in, into the country. Uh, suburbs which, of another city. Which nobody wants to see happen. But it's coming due. And I just want to brace people for impact. I don't know what the numbers are. I've been trying to find out. Um, I've been studying what's going on around the rest of the National Football League. And when I see the city of Chicago offering $2.2 billion, that is with a B, dollars to overhaul Soldier Field to keep the Bears downtown. Now, that includes putting a roof over that stadium. Now, they had just put in back in 2003. So this is four years after First Energy Stadium opened. And First Energy Stadium cost uh, around $280 million to build. Right. They put in $625 million to rebuild Soldier Field basically from the ground up. And okay? it and now, looks horrible. Right, it does. But to put in perspective, they're now offering to redo all that for $2.2 billion. And retrofit a roof. I, I think – right. I don't know if you're working off of that number, but I know they were talking of retrofitting a roof on top of it too. Right. Because well, I saw some rendering where they had a pole in the end zone. Oh, no, that includes and, a roof. That, yeah. that, inclu- okay. that includes a roof. Okay? okay. Now, I do know, one thing I do know, the Browns have explored adding a roof to First Energy Stadium. It's not happening. Yeah. It just, it costs way too much money from what I understand. But they, they, they have looked into it. And it's just, it's not feasible. And I remember they were kicking it around for Progressive Field and between having to buy the land to do it, plus the cost of retrofitting the roof itself and all that stuff, you were in borderline new stadium territory. Yeah, well, basically, um, they have enough bad karma or whatever. Correct. The, the curse of Rocky Calavito still lingers. It's true. Um, moving the Lake Erie Cemetery would, like, curse them for eternity. Yeah, that's a good point. So That's a that's, good point. Which is basically what they'd have to do to put a new roof in. Yes. Uh, or over that ballpark. So that is, so a roof just isn't going to happen on uh, with First Energy Stadium. But I had originally thought it was going to be like $500 million to do what is required to modernize First Energy Stadium. Because when you it, – it's funny. I talk to a lot of Browns fans that travel. And they go to these other stadiums around the NFL that the Browns play in, and they're just like, man, we play in a dump. We, like, literally have the worst stadium in the NFL. Now, like, you, you, it's nice. I mean, it's, at least when you walk in now, you can tell that the Cleveland Browns actually play, the, play there because there's orange and brown everywhere. Um, but it, it's, it's not a great stadium. So it's an older stadium in the league. It literally, so it literally was a situation where Cleveland needed a stadium because they, they had they're rushing to get the team on the field, back on the field, I should say, by '99, and they basically, the architects like, well, here's a generic football stadium. Yeah, they they went and got a cookie cutter, right? You know, and just said, okay, this is going to be the Cleveland Browns Stadium. Boom, build it. Done. And since there's a lake there and it's windy, we'll put a couple notches in it. Da, 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 okay, that okay, here here we go. Here's your stadium. Right, and, and they, then as they're building they the to. thing. As they're building it, they're like, "Yeah, we got to. Yeah, that's we can't afford to build that. That's got to come out. That's go. Yep, those got to go too." And then Al Lerner <laughs> was like, "Wait a minute, we need us. 
I'll, I'll cut the check for it if if we don't have the. But the the cost just build as it, it goes was being, up and up and up. Yeah, exploding right. As everybody who's ever done any kind of renovation knows, your quote will your final price will be higher than the quote. Just that's did one. how it works. Just did one. I, Same I, basically, I basically have a brand new house at this point with all the stuff I've had to do my do to my house. And yes, the the next estimate equaling what I actually paid will be the first. Yeah. It always goes up. Things come up. That's how this works. Right. Once you open the can of worms. Hmm? Yeah. So you're looking to renovate that stadium. I was like, 500 million. Nope. That isn't even going to get it done. Wow. 750? Should do it. Nope. Wow. Holy smokes. At least at least eight to nine hundred million, maybe even more than that, to basically turn First Energy Stadium into a modern NFL venue. Now, a new stadium, because that right, that's a God, lot of money. Well, this this sounds like the Phelpsy van, where you hit a certain point after a while. I mean, three hundred sixty thousand miles is nothing to scoff at, but you hit a certain point where the repairs are going to cost more than the value of the car. And that's kind of where we are with First Energy Stadium when I hear that number being thrown out. is It's like, boy, the repairs to this might be worth more than the stadium. Yeah, well, <laughs> want to know what a new car costs? I hear you. Give me a number. You tell me. Okay. Throw, throw a number at me. What right. do you think? Let's go around the room here. What do you think a brand new stadium for the Cleveland Browns is going to Let's start with open air. I was going to say, give me, give me oh. qualification. So open air. Open air. Uh, Buffalo Bills style. I will go $1.6 billion. If you're building in Buffalo, yes. If you're going to build in Cleveland, nope. Meredith. But, but is, this a, like the, is this like the price is right where I This is the price. Yes. You cannot go over. You may not go over. Uh, I'm going I'm going to say two bill. Vicari? Three. Split the difference, I guess. All right. Survey. Mer- Meredith wins. Survey. She's the closest. Wow. Two bill. Woo. $2 billion. Vicari wins if you're putting a roof on it. <laughs> and it moves. Three bill to put a retractable roof? Yep. Holy mackerel. Yep. And if you want to put a roof on First Energy Stadium, basically take the renovation cost. Times two. You okay over there? Wow. Wait, so are you saying six billion to put a no, roof no, no, on no, First no, Energy? No. One billion to renovate. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And a billion to put a roof on it. So two billion ju- just for the roof on First Energy. Yeah. So it's almost, so if you want to do a stadium with a roof, it's almost more cost effective to just completely build a new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, by the way, all I am team get off the lake. I am also team get off the lake. It's a pain to get to. Nobody wants to sit in that stuff. And it is not the home field advantage that you dreamed it to be by having it on the lake with the wind whipping over there because you found one kicker who could capitalize on it. And and, <laughs> you found one. And Congratulations. You, and, You've and, been and, there for 25 years and you found one. And by the way, you won four to five games per year with said kicker. So – for those of you that were wondering why we opened with a little back-in-the-day replay and we were making fun of it, so here's why. 
This is for all the back in the day when Jim Brown played Browns fans that want to sit out when it's 10 below zero against the New Orleans Saints on Christmas Eve. Y'all crazy, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Here's, Here's why. The game has changed. Yes. The players have changed. Yes. Okay. This is whether, my biggest thing. Whether we want to admit it or not, the game it, it has changed. Okay? And players don't want to play in that type of environment. Well, go through your roster. Well, besides David Njoku. But and only he did it for like five minutes and then immediately ran back in and put a shirt on. It's probably the only thing that has ever caused David Njoku to put a shirt back on was how cold it was. Look at your team, though, okay? Your quarterback went to Clemson. He's from the Atlanta area. Your wide receiver went to Alabama. He's from Florida. Your running back went to Georgia. I think he's from Georgia area, I want to say, Nick Chubb is. I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I apologize. I'm not hearing a whole lot of people who are from the Great Lakes region dealing with lake effect snow, serious wind chills, and all of that kind of stuff. And when you put brown and orange on, it doesn't automatically make you immune to wind, rain, snow, sleet, and wind gusts up to 70 miles an hour. It's miserable. And so this whole thing of, I can't believe a dome team came up here and kicked your butt at your stadium. It doesn't matter. It's not like these guys have magical powers when all of a sudden they they, they step on the First Energy Stadium that the weather no longer bothers them. And it's a miserable experience for the fans as well. There's a reason why tickets for that game were like a buck. I want to hear from fans that went to the game against the Saints. 216-578-0092. I want to hear how much fun it was for you to sit out in that. I'm dead serious. I'm not being sarcastic. I want to hear from you. If you went to that game against the Saints when it was 30 degrees below zero, I want to hear from you right here on The Fan. While rumors about the downtown stadium and the moves around the NFL are flying, you need every offseason episode of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Featuring Andy Baskin, who should be sitting here, and Daryl Ryder, who is sitting here. Get fresh episode every Tuesday and Thursday at 923thefan.com or the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I just appreciate the enthusiasm with which you did that promo. Of course, man. Got to get you your clicks. Get your downloads. Get your subscribes. Subscribe, kids. That's the big one. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave a rating. Five stars only. If it's anything less than five stars, go to some other page and leave it. Feel free to comment. Leave a comment. Only also, politeness. if you uh, would like to uh, participate in the podcast, tweet at Game Day CLE. At Game Day CLE. Or slide in the Game Day CLE Instagram DMs, and uh, we will include you uh, on the uh, I've the debated throwing a couple questions at you guys and just see what you do with them. Unless you yeah, just, but we'll know it's you. That's the problem. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, so I'll get sarcasm. But maybe someone will learn something off of the sarcasm. Yeah, uh, I cannot guarantee that we will not respond respond using sarcasm to whatever questions you submit to us. Putting that disclaimer out there. Appreciate 216-578-0092. We're talking about the future of Browns football here in Northeast Ohio. And and I brought up the the fan experience and the fact that it was 25 degrees below zero. And I, I, and I'm not being sarcastic. Like I want to know what that experience was like for you. The fans who actually went to the game sat out in that. I can't imagine it's, was pleasant. Uh, 
Nick in Talmadge. You're first up on the fan. He, uh, I understand it was cold out there, right, Nick? You guys, listen, I, I've been a ticket holder for different parts of the stadium for, I don't know, 15 years of the 20 they've been back. And I luckily, I had sold my four seats. I had four tickets. I sold them early on. But I went up that, that day. I'm single. I'm like, what the heck? It's Christmas Eve. Went up there. I got a ticket for three bucks, right? I bought it online on the NFL thing. I dressed as warm as you could dress. I looked like the brother from Christmas Story, man. I couldn't even put my arms down. But I'm like, I want to experience it. There won't be a lot of people. I'll walk around. I had my vodka in my Ziploc bags good inside man, good my man. five layers. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, that counts as one of the layers. You people laugh. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, it was too cold to drink. I, <laughs> I, I actually, the only, the only redeeming part of that game was the fact that I kind of snuck up in the club section when a lot of people were moving. It was they were just really not paying attention. And I went up in the club section, and if you guys have ever been up there, you can sit out, and it's nice. It's not as bad, but I watched it from inside, and then I'm peeling layers, and then I just dreaded the 10 minutes to get redressed to leave. I left at halftime. I just, it was, you can't tailgate. You could, I went up by myself. I'm just like, I'm going to go up there. I had nothing going on. It's miserable. And I, I'm a, I was always the anti-dome. You think the Indianapolis Dome, and you think of the, the, the old Akron rubber, rubber bowl and the hard turf. Well, me and my daughter, who goes to Ohio State, we have a tradition. We go to the Big Ten Championship whenever Ohio State's in it. And the way they have dome stadiums now, it's like being it. It's the ultimate fan experience. If you've if you've never been, I encourage you to go to Indianapolis and check it out. I don't know why this wouldn't be the forefront of people's thoughts or their desires to go watch and play in a dome. Because me, who lives an hour away from Cleveland. I'm never doing that again. As a season ticket holder, I'll eat the money before I will go sit through that again. It's miserable. And and if we're not good, it's even worse. But even if it was a playoff atmosphere, it still would have been miserable. So I'm 100% I am so pro. I don't put a dome, put a retractable dome. I don't care what you do. But just I think everyone's eventually going to move to it. And it you're going to make tons. I mean, I don't know the economics of it. But I don't see how you lose from a fan point of view or filling that stadium when they're not playing football. Nick, you are my new hero Nick, in life. thank you for being the poster child of this argument for us. Thank you. It is appreciated for all of us. And, of course, you could get up into the club section. Every single attendant who was standing out there looked like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course they're going to let you up there. They were going to move to stop you. I, I mean, that it, that's my point. Right there. It's miserable for the players, but most importantly, it's miserable for the paying customers. It was too cold to drink vodka. The vodka froze. That's how cold it was. I want all of you to sit this weekend when you have your cocktail in your hand, and I want you to look down at that thing and go, at one point this season, something that I love, I enjoy, I look forward to my entire week. Which, by the way, tends to be a requirement when you're watching Browns football. Look down at that thing and go, it's too cold for me to debate this. Let's go out to Akron. Rich, you're next up on the fan. How are you, Rich? Which might be a more of a me problem. You bet, bud. Yeah, uh, uh, Nick wasn't lying, okay? First of all, yeah, I was drinking Bud Light slushies that day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick wasn't lying on that one. And, yeah, it was free roam of the stadium. You could literally sit wherever you wanted to that day, which that was, you know, that was the interesting and, and nice thing about it, if you will. But I totally agree. I've been listening, you know, all week long about moving the stadium and putting a dome on the stadium. I think the Orange Street um, – 
you know, place would probably be a good place to, to put the stadium. I was actually in Cleveland for the auto show, driving around a little bit the other day, and I was like, man, that just seems like it'd be a good, easy access right off the highway there and things. But uh, just real quick, I think the biggest thing about having a domed stadium would be the, the, the revenue that would bring to the area besides just the 10 games, eight games, whatever, that we host every year in Cleveland. And uh, as Nick was just saying, it would give us, the fans, another place close there around the stadium to hang out, be warm. Um, you know, if you don't want to tailgate out in the, in the parking lot or whatever, it'd give you a restaurant or a hangout. I mean, look at Jerry's World, for God's sakes. I'm not saying that we're going to go that big, but, you know, it's just it seems like everything's going in that direction. Love it. Appreciate it, Rich. Here's the thing. So I, I went and did a little bit of digging on Lucas Oil Stadium and how they look to fund this thing in the offseason besides having a couple massive concerts that come in and then they'll do motocross and, of course, the Colts games. Here are the other things that are going on Lucas Oil Stadium this year. The Indiana State Robotics Championship is taking place March 25th at Lucas Oil Stadium. The FDIC International, which is where thousands of fire and rescue professionals come for workshop classes and to see new products to use to save people's lives. That convention is being held at Lucas Oil Stadium. Which, by the way, their convention center is tied in to Lucas Oil Stadium. Right. Gen Con, which is a board game convention, being held there August 3rd to the 6th. If you're Wait a, a minute, board there's a board game convention? There is a board game convention, and it's being held at Lucas Oil Stadium. Wow. Which is, again, all of these different ways that you are Ooh. bringing in revenue. The largest checkerboard in the history of checkerboards. Human chess. It could turn into the Harry Potter Ooh. chess set. Nice. Or um, wasn't there a movie where that was taking place too? Was that History of the World? What they were doing? Never mind. That's that's not important. I got distracted. Drum Corps International World Championship is taking place there too. August 10th to the 11th. These are all the little things in between that don't get as much pub as holding a football game or Taylor Swift or U2. Or, or the Final Four. Or, or the, the Super Final Bowl. Four. Or WrestleMania, SummerSlam, or, you know, AEW's giant event that they held in... Um, the new Golden State Warrior Stadium. Oh, the uh, yeah, Chase the, Center. Yeah, whatever they call that. Yeah, the Chase Center. Though, that's what it's called. Like, there's all of this little stuff in between there that if you let the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission take the reins of this thing to find ways to pack this, you'd be able to do it to where it could help you fund this thing instead of it all just being like, well, if you want it, taxpayers, it's all on you. Oh, I already took care of the funding. It's you. It's you. We'll get into that in a little bit. I got but like the, I've got the funding problem solved. That's why I'm I'm not scared by two point seven five billion for a dome. I'm not scared by that. Ohio all, spent that in one month gambling. But I so all of those things are taking place at Lucas Oil Stadium. Now think to yourself all the things that take place at First Energy Stadium. We've had three hockey games. I think we're getting a couple concerts. That's about it. And then the field is trash for the regular season. Sean in West Park. He was. Uh, part of the friends and family crew for the Saints game. <laughs> How are you, Sean? Have I'm you, doing well. How about you guys? Can you feel your toes? Uh, I could. Uh, my brother could not. We got free tickets for Front Row Dog Pound. Very uh, nice. No one wanted to go to the game. Um, I might go to one game every two years. I just think it's more comfortable to watch from my couch, and I can not have to wait in line to go to the bathroom. Um, but – Given the opportunity, when am I ever going to get to do this again for free right there? We dressed up in five layers, you know, so we were actually kind of warm. That three-foot wall in front of us kind of blocked a lot of the wind. 
Um, but his feet got wet by the third quarter, and we were kind of legit worried about frostbite, so we left. If they were winning, I might have told him to suck it up. But since we were losing in the third quarter, yeah, we, we took off. Um, so I wasn't as uncomfortable as the other people there. But that being said, I am all for having a dome. I mean, the city has lost out on so much revenue over the last 20-plus years by not having one that we, I think it's a necessity going forward. Thanks, Sean. I'm with you, Sean. We, we're 3-0. Oh. Yeah. Don't, on, on the dome, no dome. Sir, and uh, This is what we're here for. Yes. Um, so it's dome three, no dome zero. Yes. So if anyone happens to be listening at 76 Lugrosa Boulevard right now. Just build the dome. Um, I'm sorry. It, it's dome three, a.k.a. Daryl's right three. No dome. Don't roll your ankle on that victory lap. Daryl's wrong. <laughs> Zero. I'm telling, like I, they need to build a dome. I'm sorry. Need needed dome. If if you if we if we as a community are going to make this type of an investment in a building, needs to be a dome. I'm sorry. And again, the game has changed. Now the hope is that whatever the Browns do with the stadium going forward here, that yes, Deshaun Watson is successful and he is still playing here but we don't know we, you know we don't know what's going to happen uh anything can happen over the, the course of of six years but the game has changed the presentation of the game has changed fans have changed this just it's it's no longer the and again with all due respect to the the Jim Brown Otto Graham, Marion Motley era of Browns football, it the game is just different today. And it, it is a game of speed. It is a game of athleticism. Not to say it wasn't a game of athleticism back then, but fast tracks are important in, in, in today's uh NFL. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if you can do the the tray thing with the grass uh here in Cleveland. I think that might be tough. They might if they go into a dome, I think they obviously have to play on turf. They're constantly improving uh, the, the quality uh, of turf. Uh, I, I know J.C. Treader, the president of the NFLPA, is team no turf under any circumstances. Yeah, I was going to go down that road with you a little bit. Um, but I, I just – it we got to get with the times. Yeah, you know, I agree and, with and, you. And, and, and I don't want to see more money invested in buildings that don't – bring you up to the times beyond just putting in the the fancy schmancy clubs for the rich people that can afford exactly and i just really think that browns fan would enjoy the dome experience better like ford field in detroit i've I've seen a game i would love something like that where you have oil is awesome a nice intimate environment two decks surrounding three sides of the field put all the suites for the rich folks on one side Gives them great views of everything. They get their money's worth. But I am team dome all the way. And again, three dome calls, no, no dome calls. I 100% agree with you. I think we could find a way to pay for this and solve the problem easier than we all expect, which we all know that when two guys are sitting here with microphones in front of them or sitting at the bar figuring all this out, it's all a lot easier than when you start getting politicians and bureaucrats involved. But 
a relatively simple solution to get this thing built on top of it that isn't going to put all of us being bankrupt on top of it. Absolutely. Uh, coming up, we've got Brian Anderson. Going to switch gears. He, he, we'll of ask course, BA about uh, the Dome. I, I, I got a feeling he's going to have strong opinions. I have a feeling because uh, he's in one <laughs> for eight, for 82 games, 81 games a year. He's the uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays uh, color analyst, does an outstanding job, and, of course, uh, former Indians uh, pitcher as well. So we're going to talk to him coming up next right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 